0: I do like to throw out hail marys hey. every once in a while. Hey, you ain't dead. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> if you have a pulse, you know, let it throb.
1: Yeah, <laughs> let that, let that pulse throb.
0: You believe in ghosts?
1: Well, I, I don't not believe in them.
2: Hell yeah, that was deep. Let me see your chest. I want to make sure you don't have any gills underneath your areolas. That's the only way to prove you're not an alien.
3: Hey, we are coming to you live on Jeremiah Wonders right now with Leonard Robinson. Coming in hot on the show. How you doing, friend? <laughs> I'm doing all
2: right. I'm coming in hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, coming in hot. Coming in hot. Exactly. Cut the, the fan. <sighs> oh, that's right, because it is like, I don't know, it, it's one of the hottest days we've had uh, yeah. in a while.
3: Yeah, When because uh, we had this scheduled for a little bit. I was like,
2: it's gonna be a little it could be a little toasty this is one of those oh climate change is real kind of days Uh right Uh it's not supposed to be this hot yeah today yeah
3: yeah but we're out here we're
2: out here we're (laughs) doing we're doing a big in in the studio garage nobody would know that until you tell them but yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. This is actually a pretty nice setup. I've seen. I've been to a lot of garages, and this this is uh, this is one of the better ones. Ooh, thank you. Put
3: together myself, my friend. (laughs) Uh, So one of the reasons I wanted to have Leonard on for you guys who may or may not know him, uh, the way I know him is uh, he is a paid regular at the Comedy Store, but he is also a resident member of the Groundlings, uh, which. If you're not familiar with The Groundlings, if you're let's say you're familiar with The Comedy Store, but you're not familiar with The Groundlings, or you're familiar with The Groundlings and not The Comedy Store, vice versa. Uh, I don't think that there's many people in the history of comedy, to my knowledge. And if there is, it, it has to be a very, very short list that is a... It's Sunday Company or Main Company? Oh, Main Company. Main Company. Mm-hmm. A Main Company resident member, as well as a paid regular. Uh, basically in my opinion and i think a lot of people's opinion and i think it's it's just fact within comedy those are the two hardest camps of comedy to solidify yourself in and it takes years and years of dedication and work to climb to the status uh at either place so the fact that you
2: are a member of both is Pretty amazing. Well, I mean, I'm not in the garage for nothing. <laughs> uh, no, thank you. Yeah, I mean, if you don't know the the Groundlings Theater in school, um, you know, started in 74, and it's on Melrose Avenue. It's been the same spot, you know, for a long time, 7307 Melrose Avenue, and we do sketch and improv all week. It's mm-hmm. it's one of those feeder theaters that, you know, you might see people from um, SNL come from, the most recently – uh, Chloe Feynman I was in Sunday company with Chloe Feynman um, before her the other groundlings were that are in on SNL right now uh, Mikey Day Heidi Gardner head writer Ken Sublet is a is a grounding alum and and yeah it took a long time to, to get up there and then um, and then same with the same with the comedy store many 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 many, many nights many years late night just waiting just waiting to get up hoping hoping somebody will be watching while you try and do your set, right? And, then, and that's always the fear, like, you know, the one day you had the bad set is when somebody's watching. When the and eyes are on you, yeah. You're just like, oh, man, you don't understand. Like, I was killing all week. And then, you Can know. Can you come
4: see me a different night? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for
2: whatever reason. And then now you're out the rotation or whatever. Um, you know, the ground is a, little bit, is a little bit different in that, like, you know, you take these classes and then, you know, they become pass or fail at, at a certain level um or repeat you know and then you take another class and hope to you know pass but then at a certain level you know it's just performance and then that might be the last level that might be the last class cuz they'll they'll vote and say whether or not they you know want you to continue and then uh and then you do Sunday company that's like 18 months every sunday doing a sketch show wow. almost every week a new sketch show so there's a lot of characters you got to create and a lot of sketches you got to create and burn through. And then, uh, and then in the end, you know, you hope that you've, you've done enough work that the main company will vote on you and, and want you to join the company. And, uh, you know, that's what happened for me. I, I looked it up. I thought Kathy Griffin might've also been, um, the only other person, but, right. but she's, but I looked it up. I don't think she was a comedy store regular.
3: I don't think so either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So
2: that would probably would have been the only other person.
3: Yeah. I can't really think of, uh, anybody who off the top of my head, Well, most people don't
2: do sketch and stand up. Most, you know. No, well. Unless unless you get drafted by, you know, from Lauren Michaels to do SN. Most people don't. The
3: the time commitment alone, that's what's so hard about it is like I took the lower track Mm -hmm. at Groundlings and then my stand up tour picked up Mm. and all the classes for Writing Lab and different stuff like Mm -hmm. that were. Thursday, Saturday. Oh yeah. And I had one time where it was a Monday, Wednesday. I was like, Great, I can mm-hmm. do this. Then they canceled on me and then and then it went back to oh. the Thursday, Saturday because they did couldn't find a teacher maybe or something. Yeah. So um I was like, Yeah, this is <laughs> this is my personal sign where I'm like, Okay, well, I guess that's uh, yeah, tough. It I is mean, tough. you yeah. seem to
2: be doing all right, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's kind of how it goes, man. And, and you know, people wait wait for classes for years sometimes because yeah. schedules don't work out, or uh, you know, you you in between the wait, you get work, you know, stuff 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 starts happening for you. you put that put that energy into that, and then you're like, all right, I want to take class again. Before you know it, you look up, you're like, oh, it's been four years since I took a class here. Yeah, and that's not uncommon. that's crazy
3: yeah it's also like it's so different like with the within the stand-up mentality of like if you are you know let's say you had a run of shows at the groundlings where for whatever reason you're off where the main company is having to vote like Mm -hmm. around that time as a stand-up like you can keep slogging it out over and over the years Mm -hmm. where it's like eventually you could maybe become a paid regular if you Get your skill set level up, or the cards fall in line where a certain talent coordinator likes you more than others, or mm-hmm. whatever, because comedy is so subjective as it is. But uh, that's that's a hard reality. And I've had a lot of friends who, uh, you know, I've have, have made it, um, uh, well, a smaller batch of friends who've actually made it onto like Sunday or main company, but a lot of friends who get cut mm-hmm. and they're just like so destroyed by it because yeah. you can't go back.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's one of the, the one thing that almost every groundling would tell you they hate is that part of the process where you have to say yay or nay to somebody, you know, moving forward or not. But, you know, for anybody watching who's in a program or not even just, you know, interested in the groundlings or just in stand up or, or just whatever, you know, comedy or acting or whatever you're into. It's no different than the real world, in, you know, in a sense where it's like if you let one speak if you let one institution one no tell you you can't do it and then you stop then you never really wanted to do whatever you want to do anyways you yeah. know they, there's a bunch of people who got into sunday company and got cut and didn't get into maine who are crazy successful um you know like Fort fortune feemster was in sunday company uh, at one point yeah and you know it you know hadn't looked back since right you know um sarah baker who you know another great actor um uh, liz um what's her last name liz Feldman, i think who created the show dead to me on on netflix you know was a sunday alum so many people um those are just a 3 could name off the top of my head but so many people oh i think oscar nunez from uh from the office i think was in sunday company uh at one point but so many people have gone through that program and, and been successful and just you know it's just like with everything else. Like if you bombed one time on stage at some club, and you just like, all right, well, stand up's not for me. Then it's like, well, yeah, then you're right. Stand up yeah, is not. not for
3: you. Yeah. you As know? a matter of fact, yeah, you're onto something there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: to listen to yourself. Yeah. But you know there. Are, but then there are those people who take that bomb and go, where else can I get up tonight? You know. Oh, i go look for a spot.
3: I'm a cleanse the palate guy. You know? I, I hate. I hate going to sleep on on a bad set
2: no you gotta fix that yep even if it's just sitting in the parking lot let me make somebody laugh right let me riff
3: this out i (laughs) need something i gotta somebody got to pay yeah exactly (laughs) exactly yeah yeah otherwise i'm going home what's
2: what's the worst bomb you ever had
3: um well i mean on stage it's been uh i've told the story on on this pod i'll give you the, the brief cliff notes of it um It was years ago it was almost like nine or ten years ago at this point at the laugh Factory. uh i was doing an act out it was before my physicality was dialed in Mm -hmm. knocked drinks all over the guy in the front row (laughs) (laughs) and i didn't know how to riff my way out of it i wasn't i didn't have like the stage presence i didn't have my comedic Mm -hmm. voice yet i literally go i'm so sorry and then i went into my next bit like and i just bombed (laughs) so hard after that
2: Uh, they were probably like what's this bit and then i realized it's for real yeah the audience smells fear and insecurity they're like immediately it all came
3: out as soon as like it happened they knew it wasn't part of my shtick it wasn't part and i was like i'm I'm so so sorry and there's like a waitress that's like toweling the guy off and yeah
2: that's the funny thing about stand-up. Like, polite crowds, if you're, like, insecure and, and and um, you know, not confident, they'll just go quiet. But, like, if you get a hostile, they'll boo you off. Yeah. And the contrast is, like, somebody asked me once, do you like doing sketch more, sketch and improv more, or, uh, or stand-up? And I was like, I don't really... I really can't choose, but I know I know what I hate bombing more in. I hate bombing more in sketch than I do in stand-up, because at least with stand-up, I can... I can maybe riff my way out of right. it. I can go back to some old bits that that exactly. I know work, and I can try and win the crowd back. But if your sketch is dying and you're on like page two of five, <laughs> there's, there's no way out of that. There's no way off stage. You yeah. have to get to that blackout line. Oof. So you just got to keep doing it. So it's you know your whatever your hilarious sketch now becomes some uh, some real quiet intense drama that nobody <laughs> understands.
3: Yeah, there's some great. Um... Uh, old SNL sketches that either got cut for time or that did air, like it killed in dress and then it went, mm-hmm. you know, to the show, and for whatever reason that live audience is not, like you'll see the actors starting to laugh because it's bombing oh, so yeah. bad, they're like, dude, I, I don't know what the like we have so much left
2: in this sketch. Yeah. and you gotta keep going, cause it's yeah. like, you, you got the costumes on, the light, you know, you've rehearsed it's whatever, but I don't know. I had one sketch once where it was a, a country singer and I was singing a song and I, I try to get the crowd into it. And you know, I, so I do it like three times where I try to get the crowd into it. And each time I prompted them, they did nothing. And so I just ended the sketch. I was like, I know y'all hate this shit, but fuck it we got to get out of here <laughs> yeah so sing the damn <laughs> i just i just kind of came out of pocket came out of character and they still didn't clap they still didn't wow <laughs> they still didn't join in
3: yeah my uh one of my buddies uh i believe my buddy chris edwards uh i just do a lot of improv with him he uh he he put it really well he goes uh he goes you know it's it's hard to uh watch a stand up bomb. Uh, but that's only one person. It's much harder to watch a group of people fail together. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, it's way worse of a bomb to feel to be a part of that like, oh, yeah. than, than be a stand-up.
2: And especially the way the, you know, the, the, the groundlings is it's like, you know, you'd like being cast in other people's stuff because, you know, yeah. there's so many different things built into that. You're like, oh, this guy, you know, someone so thinks I'm funny enough to be in their sketch. And then it's more stage time and it's another opportunity to work on some character and, um, and yeah, and if you're stuck in somebody's thing and it's going bad is you just, yeah, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. Just, you're, you're, in it. You just, you're just in it. You just hope tomorrow comes faster. What was uh the
3: trajectory as far as, um, like the, the year amounts, would you say that took for the comedy store versus the groundlings as far as like actively like, Hey, I'm going to try to become a pay regular at this club. And Hey, I'm going to try to become a main company member at the groundlings.
2: <laughs> Oof. uh it took me about it took me about well first of all i started at the groundlings um when i first came to la and i just would take some classes and i wasn't really focused on trying to like move through their program like yeah. to be a main company i just want to take these classes and every time they repeated me i'd get pissed off because i'm like you know what's in the next room just tell me what's in that class right why won't you let me take it and in between i you know I was booking jobs and, and 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 working, so I wasn't really all that focused. You know, like I I I was on um, Wild and Out the first four seasons, original cast member of that, and you know, in between, still taking classes at the Groundlings, and then I left the program for a number of years, and then came back because um, I watched I watched the show, and they they was just the show was just so funny, the sketch show was so funny. I was like, man, I guess I'm not done with this. Let me go try it again, and then so once I got back in it, it probably took like another seven years almost i think wow um yeah about seven six or seven years you know taking class and then and then 18 months in sunday company and so but a lot of that time was is waiting is a lot of time i was waiting for the next level Mm -hmm. um yeah and then and then when i was in sunday company even in between that that's when i got cast on insecure on hbo and then um yeah and then yeah, that's about seven years in between all that. Now, now, the comedy store is a different journey where it's like, you know, I was just doing spots all around town, just trying to get up. And I was getting, you know, I was doing pretty well and getting in places, but I wasn't a regular anywhere per se. Mm-hmm. I was getting really frustrated with that process. And so I spent a couple of years like not even trying to do mainstream clubs. I was just. I was looking for all the alt rooms and all the other stuff. And yeah, just trying to get up, get those just, reps in. Just trying to get up, just get you know, because there were a lot of great alt rooms that were a lot of great alt shows. And um, I was like, well, I'll just do that route. And then I was somewhere in, I think I was doing a spot in Westwood. You ever do the Westwood Bruco? I used to love that yeah, spot. That Westwood was Brew
3: Co. That was my spot for years on uh, on
2: Fridays, and then I'd go every once in a while on Wednesdays as well. And Yeah, it was great. I would go any day they were open, I would try and go there. And I, that's why I ran into Eleanor Kerrigan, and she brought oh, really? me. really? Yeah, a- she Bruco. Uh huh. She brought me over to the comedy store. She was like, "Man, I just saw your set, man. You should be over at the store." And I was like, "I don't know. I've been over there. It's like a you know, it's like a thing. It's uh, it almost feels like the Groundlings in a sense, like well at least it used to feel like that. Where like a lot of the paid regulars, they all knew each other. It was all very cliquish. Well, and you really couldn't break in and there
3: used to be because under the old talent coordinator back in the day, Mm -hmm. um, it was a hang culture that you had to put in FaceTime there Mm -hmm. to get to that next level. It was literally part of it. And they still do it at some clubs that I've, I've heard like um, at the punchline in San Francisco, there Mm. there's certain clubs that still do that thing where it's like, that's part of your, your way in is you have to learn and watch the other people that are on stage. Mm. And then you just have to be somebody who wants to be in the community of the club. Mm -hmm. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, well, the the old talent coordinator had his own his his own way of doing things. And uh, but Eleanor brought me over and got me in immediately into like friends and family. And I was having a great time doing that. And um, (laughs) I think this is where it really got off rails was when I asked them, I was like, what does it take to be a regular here? And then he just flipped it. He flipped it on me and just probably just gave me his whatever his his go to. Being standoffish, speech. He was like, "Well, why don't you try getting some laughs first? And I was like, "What? What?" I was like, "What? Dang! Like, did you just see me?" Yeah, I just had a good set. I was like, "I just, I just ripped this shit." It's been four weeks in a row, and um, he didn't appreciate that at all. He didn't appreciate that that kind of energy. Uh, yeah, you know that that being confident, you know, and like just I was just I wasn't even trying to brag. I was just what, like I what, legit had I'm having yeah. some great sets here. Yeah,
3: yeah. Like what what is the the actual path? Now, were you already think, when you were at the store? Were you currently on? Wilding out at the time, or had that not happened yet?
2: Oh yeah, I'd already done and out. That was Wilding out was about done by the time I started coming around to try to get past at the store. No, actually, I take that back. I was in between um, season one and two, and you I were to get and, past on and you were on Wilding
3: out with Josh and Naima Funk, right? Yep. Dude, so that I love the Funk's. Uh, I met them at Second City. Uh, Josh Funk was artistic director mm-hmm. when I was coming up through Second City, and uh, yeah, I, I love them. They're they're great. amazing.
2: Name is a. They're both amazing improvisers. You know?
3: Yeah, I learned a lot. Uh, that that was the first spot that I went to in Los Angeles was Second City. Mm-hmm. That's where I like interned and everything. And he was artistic director there. He was super supportive of, of me, and he let me intern as many hours as I wanted to and ended up paying for like all my tuition at the school. And oh, it was, great. it was awesome.
2: Oh, it's great. Lovely people. Lovely people. Yeah. So I want, I want to say it might've, I want to say it might've been about the same amount of time to be, to become a, a paid regular at the comedy store. Cause I would just have potluck. I would just have Monday night drop in potluck spots, family, you know, friends and family spots. And then, and then, and then at some point I got, i got the i got the i got the word i could i could try and get a fallout spot during the week um and i would come by after trying to do other spots and just wait again wait all wait night. Wait, wait 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 and i would wait was would, this under tommy when it was, you were yeah, waiting under tommy. Yeah, yeah yeah and i would wait and um and i would get up and i would i mean i i mean i can't tell you how many years i spent at the in the or doing shows in front of like four people mm-hmm. maybe four years <laughs> like you know six eight four you know what i mean yeah. like yeah yeah you know that last like like right after when don you know but when don bears comes on and like you know the people have cleared out and then and then he brings in a couple people from i don't know where who come to see him and and then you'd watch him do like 20 minutes
3: he's got a cult following man yeah he brings he brings out like you know
2: he brings out some very specific people yeah 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 and then uh, you do twenty minutes, and then be like, "Okay, who's up next?" And I'd be like, it's, "I'm like, I'm looking at the clock. I'm like, it's 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 one o'clock. Like, uh huh, we still doing this? We're still doing this. Yep, let's like, go. Oh, okay, let's go. Let's yeah. do it. For years. Uh, so I, when did I become a regular there? Maybe 2013 or so. So, yeah, it, it takes a long time. It can take it can take a long time. I should say that some other folks have gone through a lot faster, but I mean that. Don't pay attention I would say don't pay attention to the to the rare few cases of somebody's like No, they'll drive you crazy. You know, the rocket ship success kind of thing, you know?
3: Like when, you know, we all have had those friends who get kind of plucked early out of Mm -hmm. the scene and it's like, yo That was an anomaly. Don't don't be like, how come they're getting this and this this is like that's one out of the hundreds of us that are. You know what I mean?
2: The exception to the rule is not the rule. Right? Like you know, there's only so many Tom Cruises in the world. Only so many people who can be a movie star at 18, and then continue. Into what is he? 60 now? Like (laughs)
3: he's one of the last real movie stars. (laughs) Tom Cruise, Will Smith. We'll see what's going on with him. Like uh, like if he i think he'll i think he'll figure it out like but he's he's still like Mm -hmm. considered like a box office guy i'll I'll actually be really curious his next movie how this last thing affected will affect like box office numbers stuff like that
2: yeah i don't know i mean i'm sure he's doing fine sitting on whatever 107. uh he's doing fine he'll figure it out out for sure
3: sure. yeah uh well I wanted, I obviously, I wanted the, the listeners and the viewers to get to know you a little bit. Um, but since Leonard is a seasoned uh, vet of sketch and improv and stand up, I would love to do an extended wig segment with you, okay. uh, where we weeks. do uh, a few of our characters, a few of our original characters. Um, you hit me up before the show and uh, and and sent me a little bit of info, and uh, I, I got some characters that I think will be fun to to match. Uh, or contrast (laughs) with your character. Let's roll with it. Let's do it. All right.
0: Uh, My name's Coach Roy Robeson.
1: Hey, Coach. Hey,
0: man. What's going on? Jackson, good to see you uh, not on school premises. I uh, (laughs) I know that you... (laughs) Keep it down over there, kids, okay? Uh, I know that you uh, recently got let go at Johnson County Community College. Yeah, yeah. Can we, uh, can we uh, maybe uh, discuss uh, the reason for leaving? Uh, you kind of left in a kerfuffle out of nowhere. I was a little bit surprised uh, to see you gone because I miss you, buddy. I miss seeing you in the break room.
1: Ah, oh, I appreciate that. You know, it's not oftentimes you get to work on, the, uh, in a, on a school situation in a school premises where you where, where you on a part-time contract, but you know, you're working full-time, and, and then you actually make friendships that are sustained past the 3 o'clock um, ending period of the school.
0: I do not have many. Close personal friends, so Mr. Fox, it is, uh, you know, uh, one could say that I am uh, your hound to your fox.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay. Hey, that's all right. Yeah. Hey, maybe after this, we go, uh, you know, maybe go to 7 Eleven, get a couple slushies, and maybe go see Nope. I mean, I've heard uh,
0: really good things from, uh, you know, uh different communities of people uh okay from community colleges uh the white community the black community yeah a lot of different communities are really into that movie yeah so yeah i'm I'm really looking forward to seeing nope
1: okay yeah i like to i like to stay up with the times
0: yeah yeah definitely Uh, i would love to do that and um back to uh why you got fired uh i'm still a little bit curious about that uh a lot of uh, the staff and i you know uh really listen you better shut up
2: over there, all right?
0: You just need to pipe down a little bit. I know man, that you those- you got some good
2: ears. I don't hear a goddamn thing.
0: You know, I know that at this Chipotle that we're in right now, yep. uh, that, 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 that those kids are not even at the school. Uh, they're not students, but uh, whenever they start misbehaving in front of their parents, I can't. The beast inside of me has to let loose, and I get a little upset.
1: Hey, man, that's all right. You got to follow your passion.
0: Yeah yeah you know um so back to you getting fired oh uh, okay
1: we're gonna bring that up again
0: yeah i was uh, uh, quite curious uh, what transpired to be honest because hey look uh, there was a fire alarm that yep. was present whenever you were let go there was
1: yeah i pressed the alarm okay like, I'm, you know i never made no qualms about that i was straight up right off right off, off the front off the top on that one like i pulled that alarm but that was for good reason okay now i don't remember in the break room there was a, um there was a toaster oven in there? Yeah, like of course. When I, when I started there wasn't a toaster oven, then when I came on in there was a toaster oven cuz I brought that toaster oven in. That
0: was you? Yeah. I've been popping tarts for many a year thanks to you. I appreciate
2: that. Well, let
1: me tell you. So 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 what you can do with a toaster um, it's not what you can do with a toaster oven, okay. Uh-huh. So a toaster, a toaster, you just you just toast things. With a toaster oven, you, you you make whole whole meals, okay. Like so, a
0: Thanksgiving dinner, if you really wanted to. Hey,
1: if you got the time, that toaster oven will do you right, okay. It'll do you right, and it was a good size right there. And um,
0: was and, it a convectional or a, like a sauna? Like what was it?
1: No, it wasn't a sauna. You, you need much bigger apparatus for it to be a sauna. Okay. or right. it did have the convention oven uh, capabilities. Uh-huh. Okay. So it wasn't just reheating food. I mean, we we, we going to make a whole meal in there now. Yeah. Okay. So what, what a lot of people don't realize is when you are on a permanent substitute teacher contract, you are not actually getting the same rates as a full-time employee. Okay.
0: So, so like in sports, you know, I'm a big sports guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I coach here at the, at the college. Um, is that kind of like you're a free agent now? Or is that kind of what you are like, yes. kind of like trying to explain to me?
1: Yes, I, I'm back in the L.A.S.D. school system. You know, I will find another job, but the, you, you, but the original question why I got fired, it was a slight misunderstanding about the amount of usage of said toaster oven and whether or not I had exceeded that. Okay, because like I said, you can cook whole ass meals in there, and that's basically what I was doing. And what they want you to do in them break rooms is just grab a snack real quick, maybe a little chit chat, and then get back to your classroom. And I was like, Well, hey, look, man, I'm on a subcontract. I ain't got another class for another two hours, so you know, I might as well do some meal prep for the week. And that's what I was doing. And that's it. long story short, I overloaded the circus and um and set the and set the break room on fire. So, hey, let me go.
0: Did you ever like uh you're like I'm on a subcontract and then you're actually making like a sub in the oven, you know what I mean? Like a oh, like a like a like a Jimmy Johns kind of oh, situation I see or something? Doing it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah
1: oh what's the other subject there's a there's a um well the, jimmy
0: john's freaky fast Quiznos, that's what i was thinking oh quiz, quiz knows. knows yeah that's quiz the other knows. hot one subway little known fact you can get them toasted there you can but it's not a popular selection but oh, yeah. they do offer it at certain hours of the day oh yeah you gotta ask yeah it's definitely not one of those things where they're gonna volunteer it for you because Mm -mm. they're kind of lazy pieces of crap at subway had a lot of issues with kids who quit community college Mm -hmm. and then went full-time at subway so i have a a, a dark place in my heart for those people
1: hey and a little a little side note tip if they're toasting bread they will also toast your meat
0: what do you mean by that toasting
1: meat Like if you want your bread toasted, you can also have them toast your meat. Like individually or within the the sandwich? What I do is I say, please toast the bread, please. Then they take the bread out after it's been toasted. And I say, oh, you know what? I forgot, could you put some cheese on it and toast that? Then they'll toast that. You get a double toast? Then it comes back out and I say, you know what? I don't know where my mind is today, but I would love if you would have toast some of that turkey and a little bit of that pepper jack again and maybe a little bit of that roast beef. Let me tell you something. There's kind of let me of a... tell you something, Coach. Okay, if, if go you don't ahead. had not a cold subway, ain't nothing like a full-on toasted subway. I, I mean, toast every round. It
0: sounds like it competes with Quiznos, which is very near and dear to my heart. Oh, it's
1: gonna set it's gonna set uh, Quiznos back a couple notches. The only thing y'all uh, you would not t- want to toast is the lettuce, and that's for obvious reasons.
0: Okay, well, the next time that you go to Chipotle, I've got a little life hack for you. Okay, Okay. hack it on. Okay, Uh, ever heard of a quesarito there? Have Have you ever ordered one of
1: those? Have not, but I like where you're going with this. Okay,
0: you ask them to make a quesarito first okay quesarito. quesarito instead of a burrito so basically what you do is you get the tortilla and you toast it with cheese on it yep. then they fold it over okay then the cheese is melty okay. rather than going on raw and cold oh. out of nowhere oh. that way you're getting warm melted cheese to the top of your dome oh. it's not scolding it like pizza or anything okay. like that it's perfect temperature yes. and it makes everything else congeal together Do that. if you want the lettuce on the other side of it that's on you I that's don't want totally that at all. okay then take the lettuce off entirely uh-huh. get it without the cilantro i always ask for no cilantro in my white rice that's and my- then you wrap it up with the steak you get the hot yep. salsa and you get the black beans makes and then sense. you're in heaven with some either some steak or barbecue, my friend
1: hey you know what you don't you don't hack my world right there i never really thought about that it's an obvious connection it really is Nobody likes cold
0: cheese. I mean, it's true. Like, uh, like, do you ever eat just cold cheese sandwiches? No, you eat grilled cheese sandwiches. Never. Yeah.
1: Matter of fact, when I go to places and they add like a little party or something, like sometimes a wedding, some reception, or maybe like a, a baby shower, mm-hmm. and they got what, what's the uh, the little thing with the meat and the cheese on the plate? Uh, and the, fondue? The, no, not the fondue. It's just sitting out there in the sun. Accoutrement? There. there you go. Your little accoutrement plate. Yeah. Uh, charcuterie coochie mon plate
0: yeah coochie mon
1: yeah get a little coochie mon plate i'm Mm -hmm. like "Mm -mm, you better put that you better put that in a microwave or a hot hot oven or grill or something
0: if it's a female waitress i say hey can i get a little bit of your coochie mon
1: come on man
0: (laughs) (laughs) you know i know i am married but i do like to uh, throw out hail marys every once in a while hey you ain't dead well that's the thing. Uh, if you have a pulse then huh, you know let it throb.
1: Yeah, <laughs> let that, let that pulse throb. Well, yeah. <laughs>
0: well, I'm looking forward to seeing Nope with you for sure. Hey, and yeah. uh, I wish you know uh, we you would have come by the gym a little bit when you were teaching at, at the school. Um, but what was the last subject that you were teaching uh, before you were let go?
1: I was teaching body mechanics, which is uh which is a variation on um, on biology and sex education. Uh huh. It's it's a new part of the new curriculum. Okay,
0: so you're fusing a couple things. Uh, yes. What could you tell me about
1: my body, perhaps? Uh, well, you're a long man. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you're a very lean, long man. All right. Yep. Um, yeah. Deborah, you,
0: you hear that? Getting um, compliments from the fox, not Jamie, mm-hmm. the other one.
2: And
1: and and I would say that you take long strides. Long strides, long strokes. Yeah, long strides and long strokes. And um, and I would probably, I'll probably venture to say by the uh, by the by the weight of your eyelids that I'm soaking in, you're probably a little dehydrated. I mean, I I, I might be,
0: it's, it might be a good call.
1: That's just an observation, as not a medical fact or statement. You know, I would not, I would not call your insurance and ask for a, a discount or anything based on any information that I'm saying
0: you know uh you didn't know this about me but uh it's a little bit of a triggering subject that you just oh. brought up oh my okay uh i used to be a track athlete oh. um had the chance to go to the olympics and uh okay i i cramped oh uh, yeah before uh, i reached the finish line mm. doing hurdles uh in the hundred meter, hey, don't hurt, feel bad. Hurdles. That's a common, that's
1: a common occurrence.
0: I know, but uh, you know, uh, of a male specimen of my size and yep. stature, it should, it shouldn't have happened. Very it was, long uh, lean. It was a thank you, long and lean. Hashtag long and lean. It was one of those things that haunts my nightmares. Uh, every night when I go to sleep, my wife has to wake me from my sleep paralysis because I just start screaming, "Lift your leg, bozo!" Mm. Um, and because I did, I didn't. I didn't reach mm-hmm. uh the you know my knee slapped and then it knocked and then it i i yeah you tumble I, I tumbled
1: that's a comment that's hey look, yeah. I've watched a lot of hurling um matches and and, yeah. and, and races and and that's a, that you know there's one in every bunch. You know that this happened to be you, but that don't have to be your life story now. Now, now what? Now, uh, part. You know, another part. uh, What I did uh, on a substitute basis was a little bit of counseling for the kids. And what I would say is, I would say transfer that loss into a win in some other column. So just find another hobby or something else that you're good at. You know, and 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 just imagine, just imagine it's the same event, but you're doing the different event. So imagine you're back at that 100 meter hurdles, and maybe say you're playing dodgeball with these third graders, and just take it out on them. They ain't gonna know the difference.
0: You know, I love that. You know, uh, a saying in the Robeson household is what did two L's make? A W.
1: Oh, okay. I didn't even see where he was going yeah, with that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I was yeah. gonna say LL like LL Cool J. You know, that's, what I, that's what I was gonna go with. I mean, he is,
0: oh, uh, you know, the coolest of the J's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I definitely, you know, I do not listen to his music much. I do like his hydration of his lips, uh, how much he yeah. replenishes uh, with his tongue to. See? to tip of the lip ratio. That is something that I respect. I'm more of a chapstick guy myself.
1: So you're aware of the de- dehydration issues and
2: opportunities. So see, you know once I
0: fell with my dehydration, I started seeing it in other rappers and other performers yeah, and uh-huh. stuff like that. So it's something that I, you know, I look back on and I regret deeply in life and now I see how others can improve and that's why I'm a community college coach.
1: Hey, you know what I always say? Why regret when you can reminisce, okay? So then you can just turn that into a positive right there.
0: I like you a lot, Fox. I hey, like you man. a lot.
1: We hit it off from day one. and We gonna keep hitting it off till day till day zero.
0: All right, I'll see you in the Nope Theater premiere. All right,
1: yeah. Hey, if anybody wants to come, just slide in the DM, and ask us. You know, we'll reserve a couple seats. I'm not buying no tickets now, but I will put my jacket down on a seat, and pretend like you're already there.
0: Sounds good, Fred.
1: All right. You ever had a pokey?
4: I've been in the pokey
1: <laughs> oh you've been in the pokey oh no there's a whole different kind of thing bro
4: yo i don't know you what What are you saying you can eat you can eat pokey
1: oh yeah pokey is it's like uh it's like japanese or hawaiian or some shit, man it's like rice bowl and then you can like put like little accoutrements on it like you put like little like scallions or like some um or like some onions or like uh or like some um radishes i mean those are all, those are all kinds of onions i think but or you can also get different kinds of meat bro you get like salmon or like tuna. It's like all in a rice bowl, bro. And like put a little sushi on it, man. That, that, that stuff is dope, bro.
4: Is that what they uh, be talking about in that song where they're like, that's what it's all about? That pokey?
1: Oh, that's the hokey pokey, bro. That's a whole different pokey.
4: Oh, okay. Well, so far I've named two different ass pokies, and they the wrong one. I guess the third one's a charm, right?
1: Hey man, hey, it's okay. Not everybody's up on it, man. Like I want a trip to Hawaii one time and, and that's everybody was eating this this stuff on the beach and I was okay. like, hey man where the food at bro and they're like oh it's a poke bowl and i was like a what I said, a poke bowl and i did the same thing you did bro i did the same thing you did i was like like like, like what i gotta go to jail they were like no man yeah. that's a different pokey and i was like what i gotta put my right hand in and take my right hand out they're like no man that's a hokey pokey and i was like well what is it man and somebody just gave it to me and i, I fell in love bro i fell in love <laughs> That's uh, when I came back to the, that's when I came back to Cali. I was like, I gotta give you a job at a pokey spot.
4: I mean, I, I so I saw pokey on the sign outside before uh-huh. I, I went and like I just got out of pokey, but I like I thought it was like one of them like ironic like S and M places or something like that uh-huh. where like people whip you like with with handcuffs like get inside the pokey uh-huh. like and get his ass. You know what I'm saying? So I came in here thinking that I was gonna get a different experience, but then you telling me that you serving rice and food and stuff here.
1: Oh yeah, bro. It's good. It's good. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm going to use my employee discount and get you some, bro. Because I'm going to tell you, once you get on, some, once you get on this hair pokey, bro, it's going to change your life, man. <laughs>
4: Yo, J- Jermaine. Yeah, Jermaine. Man, you hooking it up, dog. I'm gonna I hook appreciate you, up, you dog. going up, bro. It's
1: Jermaine. Hey, look, anybody watching right now? Um, uh, I work at the PokeSpot on Melrose, 7307 Melrose Avenue. Uh, ask for Jermaine, that's J-E-R, state of Maine. Okay, come on down. I'm going to hook you up, all right? Everybody get about 10% off. But for you, bro, I'm just going to straight up buy you a straight up Poke Bowl, bro. Oh, yeah, hell
4: bro. Yeah. yeah. Chase bro. is in the building getting that free Poke straight out the Poke. Hey, get that free Poke, stuff.
1: bro. Get it when you can, man. You know what I'm saying? Because you ain't, you know, ain't going to come around all the time. That's what I say. You know, life's about opportunities and options and um variable discounts that you want to cash in from time to time
4: uh my, my homie got variable palsy in, in in the slamming dog so Ooh. you know thinking of you
1: that gotta be tough yeah mm-hmm.
4: would you say pokey because i n- never heard of this stuff you know would you say it's like a white people sport an asian sport A black sport, a Latino sport, like what are we working with here? Because, like, I never heard of it in
1: my life. Oh, okay, again, we got another confusion. Uh, the pokeball it's a food it's a food we're gonna eat that joint man oh no 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 i I know that oh i'm just
4: saying it's like you know the sport of eating you know
1: oh i see like if it was a competitive eating situation oh that'd be definitely a white guy thing but although there is a japanese dude who'd be murdering that joint man like that
4: like the 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 guy yeah man he'd be eating these hot
1: dogs which is wild bro because that that ain't even like a japanese food bro like he had to be like introduced to a fucking hot dog first before he decided like i'm going to to do this for a living,
5: yo,
4: I gotta say, like, you know, the hot dog eating contest is cool and stuff like that, but it's a little gay, right? Like, they do, uh, like <laughs> like, they be so they be so they be sucking, they be sucking suckin down them glizzies, you know what I'm saying? Just like going like, like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I'm hey. Like, yo, for where I come from, hot dog eating contest, little gay.
1: Hey, man, here's the thing though the difference is. They're just straight shoving them in. There ain't no back and forth. That sucker just goes in. So, you know, I guess. Like, so wait,
4: with your, with this frame of thinking, you saying if you bite a dick off and swallow it, it's not gay. But if you slurp it back up and then back down your throat, then that's gay as hell.
1: I guess what I'm saying is like, you know, the analogy between the hot dog eating contest and homosexual activity is probably more similar to uh, homosexual ghosts. Entering your mouth and passing through your skull than it is
4: you believe in ghosts
1: Well, I I don't not believe in them
4: Hell yeah, that was deep.
1: I mean, I ain't I ain't seen a ghost, but I also haven't not seen a ghost. You know what I'm saying?
4: Yo That same with my dad like I know he exists I don't ever seen him but like he might have come into my life and he still might oh but you know what i'm saying that's yeah, how i look that's at my real dad real deep bro that's, that's real, real deep like yeah. you don't
1: know your dad exists yeah but you know he did exist because you here right now
4: facts damn facts. bro yeah damn why yeah. you even think I about look, it like that i look at my dad like paranormal activity son is it there is it not i don't know somebody's seen it at some point
1: <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah.
4: yeah. Yeah, but this Pokey be looking fine as hell, dog.
1: Yeah, bro. You can put anything in it. Yo, you there's know, you some biddies rice.
4: that be coming through here, be getting pokey too. It seems like Ooh. like a, a high you know, some biddies on. Oh, ass. yeah, that bitties be
1: here, bro. Yeah. There'll be so many babes coming in, man. Instagram chicks, TikTok chicks, you know, just chicks trying to get in the game, chicks getting out the game. Yeah. You know, girls coming from Pilates, girls coming from yoga, girls coming from, you know, hikes on Rungan Canyon, Ooh. girls who just coming from coffee, mm. you know, girls who come from auditions, <sighs> girls who model, girls who want them. Model girls who are just on a walk, girls who are just trying to meet other girls, just some girls who are just like applying for jobs sometimes. Yo, do more women like pokey than men? Cause that was a lot of list oh yeah there's a lot of girls man they be into that eating healthy that's the other thing man you want me to hey i don't know how long you've been out the, out the pen i'll just but, say recently <laughs> uh you know I, i'm guessing based on, on on the uh outfit you have chosen for the day yeah. that it is recently but yeah, uh, what i tell folks like hey you want to meet some, you know fine ladies bro you got to go to some health food spots bruh okay you know what i'm saying like like yoga places or juice places or anything that has kombucha, you gonna find some fine girls, bro. Oh, like that,
4: uh, that Air Padawan store.
1: Oh man, Air One.
4: Oh, that's what it is. Air okay. One. Yeah, yeah, i be seeing like some highfalutin chicks be coming out of there, and I'll be like, yo, what is it gonna take? For me to get your number and like a lot of them like just keep walking or they call the cops on me because I look a certain way. That makes sense. Maybe it's a jumpsuit, maybe I need to get some new threads, but they be rude as hell to me at that store.
1: Hey, you know what? I think I think part of it is is they are um in shock on how much them groceries cost. And that'll put anybody in a bad mood. Right. You know what I'm saying? People right. at Ralph's be happy. People at Erewhon, they be coming out mad, bro.
4: Yo, yeah. Like Trader Joe's, people be starting to get pissy because, like, yep. it's kind of saving, but at the same time, it's not at all.
1: It ain't, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's that fine line right there between, like, having good food at a reasonable price. You know what I'm saying? You like you gonna find some dimes at Air One. You're gonna find some good eights at Trader Joe's. Yo, you're gonna get some fours at Aldi. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Damn right.
4: Yeah, what well, I was thinking maybe like you're not gonna maybe hunt, hang out after this dog. Like maybe, maybe like once you get done with your shift, you can maybe put in a word for me to work here as well. What you say?
1: Hey, bro. Hey, hey, I'm I'm an equal opportunity referrer you know what i'm saying
4: like are you the manager here or what
1: no uh
4: okay well
1: but it, i'm an evil opportunity refer i will refer anybody equally who wants an opportunity
4: okay you going hard with that r on that refer but I okay uh-huh. that's fine that's fine you know what i'm saying yeah i like that
1: <laughs> and with a man like with a name like shanks i'm assuming you good with a knife and you know what half of this job is just chopping up vegetables and meat into small pieces bruh
4: Oh, well, I was made for slamming Pokey then.
1: That's all it is. You know what I'm saying? Just chopping up things in a real small piece.
4: Is this Pokey the same as the Mon that the cartoon was based off of that you got to catch them all?
1: You know what? That's a real good question. I ain't really think about it. You know, some of the meat might be, might, I mean, maybe. Like, is some of the meat, like, imitation Pikachu
4: or something like that? You know what I'm saying? Maybe some Squirtle. Maybe some Squirtle. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you, do you find, like, with, the the paper straws they don't suck as well as the plastic straws
1: I'm sorry man I zoned out for a quick second right man my my brain just went off bro damn ha <laughs> that gummy kicked in strong right then and there did you catch that on film bro <laughs> y'all see that Yo, you guys he was talking to me and I was like er!
4: you got some gummies
1: no i had some but i'm off now
4: <laughs> uh, okay you know i was just doing a I was talking to myself about Pokemon, I guess, but man, oh, no. I feel oh, like I'm back I'm locked injured. up, looking at a wall, talking to the wall about Pokemon. On, Nobody stay. listening. Stay with me me looking right here. I'm getting angry. Come on, and stay
1: with the... me, bro. Stay with and me. Oh no, not your girl.
4: No. because I just went to Chipotle. That's the first place that I went. Stay I had to go me, get Shanks. a Chipotle burrito. I gotta put that motherfucker in my mouth and then bite down on it because it's the only thing I can afford right now. But no, it's nice to be with you here at this dumbass pokey place, hey. bitch.
1: Hey. Shanks, I gotta say, when your grill popped out, I was not expecting the pearly whites that I done seen under there, bro. You might just might have, you you just might want to roll without that grill from now on, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You mouth may- mouth like that, we put you at the front of the pokey shop, bro. You gonna you know meet all the bitties as they come in, bro.
4: Yo, you making a homie smile and blush I'm over saying, here, bro?
1: <laughs> you got teeth like that, bro? You should be in the front of the store, bro. That's, <laughs> what,
4: that's what they told me when I was locked up with teeth like that. <laughs> you know what
1: I'm saying? You yeah. know, I got I got a full grill top and bottom. I I, I take these things off; and look like tootsie rolls, bro. My mouth is jacked up.
4: Okay, well, I appreciate it. I can, uh, you know, refer you to my oral dentist. Okay. Huh, it's me.
1: Oh shit!
4: You know what I'm saying, dog?
1: <laughs> I I don't know, I don't yeah, know what dog. you're saying, bro. Yeah,
4: we going all the way, dog. I'm gonna pokey your mom, You know what I'm saying? Are we still talking about dental care? Nah, dog. Buttholes. Oh. Okay. First you give me a job here. Then we go on a date. Then we find a biddies. We have an agenda to get through.
1: If I could just maybe pause for one second there. Uh huh. Just put a pause on it. Yeah. We put it on a little shelf. Uh huh. Put in a little cabinet.
4: Okay, and then I hit up. I hit play. I got the keys. Lock I unlock up. it and then ride, not, oh, we writing in a diary together. No, then that's, that's not cool talking about hell. that ever. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yup.
1: Well, you got my number for this job that you're gonna give me, so I'll see you soon. Yeah, come on by, bro. I'll refer you. We'll get you a job, but then hopefully we will just leave that relationship professional right, right there. All right, I love yous,
4: man. Uh-huh. Make sure you take down that cell phone number and text right away. All and right, thanks. You might be, if I'm in the vicinity, you might be receiving
1: some dirty
4: airdrops. I will turn that
1: Wi-Fi off then, bro. <laughs> uh-huh. Respectfully, though. Exactly. Respectfully.
4: Turn your Wi-Fi off when you are around me, dog. Yeah, uh-huh. I see you, dog. Uh-huh. I right, love yous. Bye.
1: All right, peace.
5: Hello, fellow friends, LARPers, and esteemed colleagues. You're watching Dungeons and Douglas, the only podcast dedicated to the three people that are in my Discord. <laughs> Today on the program, we have a conspiracy theorist, and he is coming to us live from San Antonio. He flew all the way in, and he is here with us right now. He will not reveal his name, but we did connect through the World Wide Web and a disclosed email that I will not say at this
2: moment. Thank you for having me. And... um. For those of you tracking how I got here or how I will be leaving, I may or may not have flown in or maybe I drove in or maybe I actually live here and just told you I flew in. My whereabouts are unknown for a good reason and I'd like to keep them that way. Thank you very much.
5: Wow. This is going to be a fun person to interview for my podcast. Hopefully by the end of the podcast, he will open up just a little bit and let douglas inside his heart so i will gain not one but yet another friend outside of my pal draconio which resides on my head as always would you sever say that dragons still exist sir
2: i would say that dragons do exist and i would say probably a majority of the surviving dragons are being held under captivity somewhere deep in a facility outside of Area 51.
5: So Roswell, New Mexico? Heard of it, people? Comment below, like, and hit that subscribe button on my Discord.
2: A lot of people like to say Roswell Area 51 is where America keeps most of its secrets, but what people don't know is that it's actually a decoy facility. Really? The real facility is outside of of an Air Force base in Guam.
5: So, did you ever play the game Tony Hawk's Pro Skater? Of course. Did you ever play on the Roswell level? Of course. Now, would you say that that level is just a bunch of hubbub and the real place should have been the Guam area that you just asked for mentioned?
2: That's exactly what I'm saying. I will also say that a little less known video game is Tony Avila's Pro Skater. Never really got off the ground. You want to know about some real skating. Try that. Lord to Dogtown. Let's go.
5: Wow. I love that you have facts about Southern California like this. That's amazing. I took you for more of a Stacey Peralta guy myself. Yes. Very interesting. Now, as a conspiracy theorist, I think it is your job to question the unknown and also put pressure on other people whether to think outside of the norms of convention. Is that correct? Is that fair for me to say?
2: Yeah, that's fair for you to say, but I'd also like to say that I don't consider myself a conspiracy theorist as much as I am a truth-sayer and truth-revealer.
5: Sorry, I did not mean to put down your belief
2: system. It's a derogatory term, conspiracy theorist. It suggests that I don't know what the hell's going on, or in fact, I actually do know what's going on. I'm very in tune to what's actually happening these days, and you need to open your eyes, brother, if you want to see the real real.
5: Okay, well, then let's get to the top question on my Discord right now. Have you seen an alien, and has it been inside of you?
2: Okay, so if you want to if you want to know about the real real, here's the facts. Aliens have been here for over 300 centuries. Okay, they have been walking around on the planet and they look just as real as you and I. They will not reveal themselves unless unless you are engaged in sexual activity at the point of climax for either the male or female species. They will give off a slight glow.
5: Now, would you lump these people into, I've heard of something called the reptilians? No. Do you believe in reptile people? No. Really? Oh, looks like I found a conspiracy theory that my friend over here does not believe in.
2: Again, there's truth and then there's the real, real. Now the truth of the matter is the story of the reptile people though, was originated by the alien species which has been walking this earth for over 300 centuries to throw the throw the scent and the truth off of them. So you create, you create a monster that cannot be found to hide the monster that is walking in plain sight. Do you
5: believe in the Zeta Reticuli alien district?
2: Yes, I do and I've been there. You've been there? Yes, I have.
4: What was it like?
2: Um, well, if you've ever been to a shopping mall in Cincinnati, it's very similar. Really? Yes.
5: Kind of exciting at first, but then underwhelming?
2: Yes, and, and a lot of things are ridiculously overpriced and outdated.
5: Wait, you purchased goods and then brought them back to planet Earth?
2: Uh, no, no, I was actually a good for sale. Um, in that particular situation, I I had been kidnapped and or abducted. You were human trafficked by aliens? Yes, I was. <gasps> wow, fascinating. Continue. Uh, I spent about five Earth years being a sex trafficked alien by by uh, a pack of aliens. And what kind of stuff did they make you do? Mostly hand stuff. Hmm.
5: Like over the over the pants stuff.
2: No, mostly stuff with my hands.
5: Like for, like, could you
2: explain that to like, for, like my for, hands on things for ta-
5: people who've had sex like me, like a lot of sex, like could you do, like maybe like go like a little bit more like descriptive, because okay. we all know like what hand stuff is, but like what is, uh, you know, uh, not a conspiracy theorist but a truth sayer's uh, hand stuff versus like a guy who crushes it hand stuff, you know what okay. I mean?
2: Okay, okay. Um, so here's the thing the alien species that we speak of, the ones that had abducted me, they look very much like you and I, except again, right at the point of climax, they will present a slight glow around their genital regions. Uh, the only difference is they don't prefer internal intercourse, most of their intercourse is external. Okay, so a lot of the hand stuff involved me getting them aroused and then moving the ejaculate over to another subspecies to which uh, I would implant them with the semen of the other species. Um, it's, It's all done through touch and deep massage.
5: So you're saying that you would jack off an alien, put it in your hand like a cereal bowl, and then put it in the canal of another alien?
2: Look, that that is a if that's a simple way for you to understand that then yeah, then that's what I did, but it's it's actually a little bit more involved in that, but it's really not something that humans can really comprehend or understand. There's a whole ritual involved in the process. The way you described it, it sounds dirty like i some cheap whore in an alley, but I was actually a, a revered and valued member of their society for over 5 years. The best part of waking
5: up is alien coming your butt.
2: Um, you you actually would rub the ejaculate into the female chest regions, and it was be be absorbed in their uh, in the, the gills that are slightly underneath would would be the human are, areolas.
5: Oh, so like if an alien says, "Come on my tits," they're trying to get pregnant.
2: Yes. Oh
5: now that is fascinating for a guy like me who's done that many times with the women, but never done that with an alien. Now you, before you went to the the later reticuli district, um, did you have a family here or anything like that? Do you have family or or kids or or friends here?
2: I'd rather not say. Okay. But well, if they are listening, know that I am alive and I am well.
5: Okay. Well, um, we're always looking for new Discord members, and if you ever want to go Larping with us, then the invitation is wide open, my friend so i will say thank you for coming on dungeons and douglas today and that is our time do you have anything else that you'd like to say
2: yeah let me see your chest like
5: like like now
2: let me see your chest i want to make sure you don't have any gills underneath your areolas that's the only way to prove you're not an alien draconian
5: or is this okay then
2: okay Yeah. Show them. Okay, rub them. Rub both of them with both your hands. Yeah. Keep rubbing them. There we go. There we go. I'll hum a little bit. Yeah. But like but like move your lips. There we go. There we go. There we go. Keep it going
5: like and subscribe
2: yeah here we go meem, 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 meem. real good
5: all right gotta gotta go
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> wow those guys kind of uh took over the uh the show a little bit but um, yeah how
2: was that was that weird
3: I love it. <laughs> That's my, total, totally my wheelhouse. When people are down to get weird like that, I'm like, I have so much fun doing that. So, dude, thanks for coming by. Uh, is there anything that you wanted to uh, plug before we uh, we step out?
2: Hey, well, thanks for having me again. You know, you, you know, if you're looking for me on social, I'm only on Instagram. I am Leonard Robinson. And other than that, just look for me weekly at the Groundlings. You check out, check them out at the Groundlings dot com. Um, check their schedule on a weekly. See where I'm at. Or uh, usually when I'm in LA, I'm I'm at the Comedy Store a lot. So also check their sites, or or better yet, just call the club and ask when I'm performing, and then um and then they'll add some more dates.
3: Awesome, yeah. And uh, I went to uh, Leonard one of Leonard's Groundling shows, um, and it was so freaking good i actually want to hit you up to to come back uh, i appreciate that another time. because it was uh just for just being a peer of yours and a friend of yours it's cool to see people thrive and do their thing and it was uh it's one of those shows like you leave where you you leave inspired where you're like oh man this is cool like like because as a stand-up we're not around live sketch as yeah, much yeah yeah I used to be around improv all the time, and uh, I really miss it sometimes. So, like when I went and saw your show, it brought back like a lot of good memories. And uh, yeah, you're killing it in the show. So yeah, I highly recommend you seeing Leonard live doing sketch, improv, stand up, all the above, guys. I
2: appreciate it. Or and uh, if you got HBO Max, catch me out on Insecure. Just uh, I mean, the show's over, but the episodes are still up, so check it out. Do it. <laughs> <laughs>